Dewey Do, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning. Hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Steffen. Alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. Welcome in to the What Do We Do podcast. Kyle Bogey, Dewey Steffen here at Great Lakes Wealth. Uh, episode 8 of the What Do We Do podcast. Again, uh, appreciate all the support, the downloads, the interest, the ratings uh, that you guys have uh, been able to give us here over these first several episodes. It's been been a really fun ride. I, I think we've covered a lot, and Dewey today is going to be another one of those episodes where you're going to kind of teach me a little something about investing in a very specific thing, and that is gold, my friend. How are you doing today? Good to see you, Kyle, and I'm going to tell you that, you know what? You're worth more than your weight in gold, my <laughs> friend, okay? How's that for starters? Boy, that was, I think that's a new record for the, the WDD podcast. Okay, what? Ten seconds in and we already got a cliche. It's fantastic. Uh, I, I'll, I'll try to do a few more throughout <laughs> the show, but I mean, you know, if all that glitters is gold, we're going to have one shiny day, baby. <laughs> we talked about members bounces. What was the, what was the one that we talked about last uh, episode on seven? The CYB, was it? Count your blessings. Bingo, Count right there. Count your blessings. That's all right. it. Plenty of cliches to come, but really, I think going to be an informative episode uh, on gold, investing in it, what factors play into it. I admittedly know nothing about it, but I've seen the infomercials with the best of them. Uh, so I look forward to kind of diving into that a little bit. We'll also veer off, much like we did a little bit in episode seven, kind of into the sporting world and investments in memorabilia and collectibles and cards. Of course, growing up, everyone collected something. We'll kind of dive into that realm a little bit off the beaten path uh, as well. So please stick with us. we got a lot to do. And again, if you want more information, you can always go to greatlakeswealth.us. So Dewey, you want to just jump right in here? Let's do it. So gold is an investment. Gold is a collectible. Gold has so many uses out there. It's been around for thousands of years, as I'm sure all of our listeners know. But gold is known as the universal precious metal. Period. End of story. Right. And along with that, you've got gold that is durable doesn't rust, is shiny, it is scarce, we'll talk about that, used as jewelry, has modern day applications, you know, with electronics and medical, but above all else, gold is known as a currency of global economics. Okay, so let's kind of jump in here, because there's a lot of different layers, I suppose, that, that we can cover as it pertains to gold. I guess, simplistically, okay, when you talk about, hey, I want to invest in gold, okay, I'm not going to go to some corner store and, and buy gold or something. It, it is something that within the market or in an app or a website, you obviously with Great Lakes Wealth, you have to invest in company, mining company. How exactly does it work when you talk about investing in gold? Great question. So you take a step back and you talk about asset allocation, right? And whether you're doing it yourself or you have the uh, advice and counsel of a professional, everyone's financial plan and their asset allocation should be diversified. And typically, you would think it's stocks, bonds, and cash. That's historically what it was, stocks, bonds, and cash. I think in the last 20 or 30 years, 
Many investors have added real estate. So that's something we're not talking about today, but real estate is added in there as a um, non-correlated asset, if you will. But another one known as an alternative asset is certainly that of gold, precious metals. And so by diversifying your portfolio, you have investments that are either A, non-correlated, means they don't all move the same direction. They beat to their own drummer, if you want. And so with that, gold is very much an important part of uh, portfolios here at Great Lakes and should be for our entire podcast listening audience. I mean, of course, gold necklaces, the gold chains. Everyone had one. They were, you know, growing up, uh, you know, in middle school, I had the gold chain, rocking my buzz cut and all that. But specifically about what gold is, what it represents, why you invest in it, why is it such a valuable thing and something that you really should be considering, as you mentioned, when you're diversifying your portfolio? So, if you're buying gold for jewelry to, you know, walk around your house in, you know, Saturday morning with your new baby and you're rocking that 18 karat, probably not the 24 karat, but that <laughs> 18 karat gold plated, you know, necklace, that's not for investment and that's not for um, hedging anything in an investment portfolio. That's just for, you know, um, enjoyment, right? And so again, jewelry, you know, the gold medals that athletes win. That's, I guess, a whole other story we might talk about today as well. But the uses of gold, because it's so durable and it's a, it's, its uses are so many that it it's not for investing always. It has these other uses. But in the case of investing, gold is known to be non-correlated to other investments. This year alone, you have the stock market that's still down on the year because of COVID-19, the pandemic, all the things we've been talking about in the prior episodes of this podcast. But guess what, Bogey? Gold is up on the year. And let's just do an off-the-cuff little trivia question here. Do Please. you know? how much roughly I'll give you within a percentage how much is gold bullion up on the year I don't even know what bullion means <laughs> so that that's one uh, way that you can kind of throw me off there um, a percentage you want that it's up for yes, the year let's say let's say the S&P is well, down 5% the okay. Dow is down 10% the Nasdaq is up 10% let's say if those are the percentages what do you think gold is up on the year obviously it's up so that was a nice clue that you gave me there um, I will say it's up 8%? Okay. Well, again, that would be a good guess because if the other stock market indices are down, maybe it's up. It's I said hedge about five times. That would mean <laughs> it's non-correlated, does its own thing. It's actually up 18% year to date, right? And so if you're looking for an investment to weather the storm of the market chaos or investment uncertainty, just me telling you that it's up 18% year to date while the markets are down. That should be a your clue and your evidence there, right? So, you know, some of the investment reasons or the macro reasons why gold is thought to be an asset class or part of an asset class called alternative investments is because it is known to be scarce, right? On the planet, even better question, do you know, have any idea, there's no way you'll get this, but the number of ounces of gold that are meant uh, or calculated to be on the entire planet, right? Gold, there's only so much, right? Yeah. Still in the ground, in your, you know, 
in your they gotta uh, find it. You know, in your safety deposit box. So that's one reason. It's it's there's only so much. So because it's known as a scarce commodity, I'm just gonna give another trivia question to you. I love any this. idea of how many ounces of gold are there est- estimated to be in the entire world on the planet? This is gonna be a horrific guess, far worse than my guess on what percentage it's up for the year. I will say 10 million ounces. 10 million ounces? <laughs> yeah, I have no 10 idea. 10 million ounces. Okay. <laughs> We're talking the entire earth? Yes. Like the entire world? I All mean, right. come on. 10 million ounces. We have. I don't even know how much an ounce is. We have rich, rich millionaires in this country, but we also have rich billionaires in this country, right? Let's just start by saying there's over a billion ounces of okay. gold. So let's get the higher number, a little <laughs> bit more than a billion. What do you got? <laughs> Five billion. Okay, I love it. You're getting close. You're close within a half. You know, you're close within five hundred million. So there is, yes. according to the research that I did, five billion four hundred and seven million one hundred and twelve thousand five hundred and fifty-eight ounces of gold on the planet. So that is a, an amazing number. That's a, a number that you really can't wrap your arms around, <laughs> figuratively or uh, you know, uh, f- you know, physically, if you will, in terms of gold. But along those lines, that's one reason that gold is thought to be precious is because it's scarce. Uh, Some of the others are that in society, you can use it as a hedge against inflation. So inflationary times, gold is a store of value. It is a form of currency, right? So there are gold coins and there are things you can pass around. So gold is known as a store of value. It's a hedge against inflation. It's also a hedge against global economic chaos, market chaos, Know, know anything about that this year, Bogey? A little bit. A little yeah. bit, right? There's kind of a pandemic going on. You know, things got a little crazy. Yeah. Yep. And then also, again, it's a hedge against the dollar because, again, it's not correlated, you know, specifically you know, to all these other factors. So that is where gold sometimes shines bright. There are other times that it's kind of, you know, dulled out. But right now, gold is obviously shining bright. What most contributes to it, It you know, going up, being up, say, like you said, 18%, you know, this year and it being down is there is there one direct thing or correlation there that that makes that happen well it's a combination of things sure if everything else is going well then gold again doesn't you know isn't isn't as valuable right and so Whatever you're looking at, if it's going well, if gold is either inversely correlated or as a hedge or a safety against that thing, and that thing's doing well, you don't necessarily need as much gold of any gold. I'm not going to get into it today, but you've heard of the gold standard. That used to be what you know money was backed by, gold at Fort Knox and things like that. So again, without getting in the weeds of the past, gold in this environment has several, you know, wins at its back, if you will. Obviously, you do, you know, a a ton of work for your clients and, you know, whether it be, you know, stock market, you know, S&P, you know, 500, uh, NASDAQ, you know, all that. Um, When it comes to gold, this might be a dumb question, but, you know, I feel like this is just, this is a learning process for me, just like everyone out there listening to the What Do We Do podcast. How do you go about investing in gold? Like, where is it 
sold, traded. You get my get my drift. Totally right. So you asked before, like you didn't, or you said before, you didn't know what bullion was, right? So you know, there's gold bars. Gold comes in different sizes and different, um, you know, shapes, if you will. So you are probably familiar with gold coins. You probably just the phrase gold coins. You mentioned you see them on TV, right? And again, there are gold coins that are newly minted by countries, and they're used as currency. There are others that are minted, meaning printed or stamped, and they're held you know, for collectibles. But in addition to that, as I'm sure you've seen somewhere, stacks of gold bars. Maybe you have a bunch in your basement. Oh, you know? yeah, for sure. I, yeah. You know, My so, house is actually made out of those. Yeah. You know, I think uh, the, um, the uh, three little pigs and the wolf, right? I mean, did they have a house that was made of gold? That sucker would not have blown, <laughs> huffing your puff and blow my gold bar house down. Talk about a good real estate uh, right. you know, investment, man. A gold right. house, that'd be right. amazing. Yeah. But on a, again, on that note, seriously, there are homes that are you know inlaid with gold, right? So it's it's known as a status symbol and it's an investment. So you put gold, I mean, you know, you put gold in your kitchen for the for the you know countertop. Just don't don't be slicing apples on it. Uh, you know, you cut, you <laughs> might cut into it or, or whatever else. But yeah, so you have uh, gold that is in bars that you uh, you know you can take delivery of. Again, not a subject for today, but you can get gold bars. Certainly, you can get gold coins. You can go to a coin shop. You can order them off of the TV, etc. So gold coins, you know, they're it's by weight, which you know can be an ounce again or whatever the whatever the case is in terms of the weight of the gold. There's also the the quality of the gold. You know, there's 18 carat and 24 carat, and so a lot of that has to do with the you know the purity of the gold, etc. Uh, the quality of the gold. You also can get gold in less complicated ways. Us as investors, we typically uh, buy our gold through either commodity ETFs, which is known as an exchange traded fund, similar to buying an ETF on the stock market or anything else that's an investment, you definitely can get uh, a gold ETF. There are also common stocks and mutual funds of gold miners. So if you want to get away from, again, the, the commodity for a second, you can go and buy stocks. And there's even ETFs for the uh, gold miners. But back to the commodity, you can get into the gold futures. I know that's something that uh, you're curious about, but have no idea how that works. None. Good. I don't either. And you don't Keep want me away. to. Right, right. But on a serious note, you can get gold futures and gold options, and that's certainly not taking delivery of the actual commodity itself. There are things called gold certificates, and then um, you know gold jewelry and other types of gold items. So, so would would you say that gold is? And we we've talked about this on a lot, you know, various investments in in different categories so far here on the podcast. But would you say that gold is more of a short term? Or long-term investment? Or as you said, is it more dependent on, it just depends on if things are good or if things aren't so good? No, that's, again, a great question. And everything that we do here is long-term thought process and long-term expected returns. And if something happens to have short-term success, we will reevaluate and see, again, another cliche, bird in the hand, two in the bush. <laughs> um, and so, oh, I know what, I have a question for you, Bogey. I was reading the other day about some cliches and, you know, there's one that's um, it's uh, like, stir the pot, right? Like, uh-huh. what does that mean? You know, I know what, I know what the cliche means, but where's, what's the origin of stir the pot? You know, like, I don't know, I'm going on a little tangent here. But I, I don't curious. know what the origin Origin is. I think we need to start, by the way, having a tracker for how many cliches we, we end up spewing out, you know, throughout the entire podcast. But stirring the pot. 
I, it, it mixes everything up. Okay. You're 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 getting involved in things, you know, with other ingredients and all that, right? That right. maybe you shouldn't be, or maybe it needs to be. Because you think it needs to be. That's yeah, the thing, right. You think that makes it better, but listen, if you and I stir the pot, then you know, then someone's like, ups- yeah, because you say it with a negative connotation. Anytime right. you say, don't stir right. the pot, okay, right. you know, all right, and it shouldn't be that way. No, right. It's weird. Okay, and then one more, and then we'll move back to it. But what what's is, in the pot too? I was gonna know? say what the <laughs> um, the proof is in the pudding. What 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 pr- what pudding and what kind of proof, right? So, anyway, so uh, sorry for the another t- the cliche. Tangent. Yeah, Ding. Gonna, let's figure we out. We need a buzzer. As I said on a prior episode, if anybody out there knows what proof is in the pudding, <laughs> have them email Kyle Bogey at kylebogey.com or whatever whatever kyle at uh, brand25media.com how about that please <laughs> let's go with the proof is in the pudding that'd be great all right let's uh let's stir the pot here uh you know but in a good way we don't have to have the negative connotation yeah you said you know obviously you're looking long term when it comes to gold and, and you know obviously that's something that you're looking for you know when you're investing just in general you know no matter what it is but gold how, how i guess has it changed over the last even 20 years, you know, and throughout your career, we'll just, we'll just say that throughout your career, how much has it changed and has it garnered more interest, more investors potentially over the years? I'm going to say it certainly has, but I'm going to say just like all investments, it has its ebbs and it flows, depends on what's going on. Right. I mean, before my time, again, the gold standard and, you know, there was a just, you know, a shortage of gold and there's times that they think that the government is going to seize your gold. And so, again, I don't know the entire history you yeah. know, of gold, but I do know that it's a hedge. It's always been known as a hedge. Some investments, again, are known as an opportunity. Some might say gold is an opportunity now, and we actually do agree with that because of the the backdrop or the need to hedge all these other issues that are out there. So gold can serve the purpose as a ballast, right? And then as an alternative, maybe to um, a bond in a portfolio. Naysayers of gold will tell you that it doesn't produce anything. It doesn't pay a dividend of anything. And, you know, a few other reasons why the gold is not an investment you want to, you know, put your money in per se. We disagree respectfully that there is a place for gold in a portfolio as a hedge to protect. So when we are working with our conservative to moderate investors, we absolutely have an allocation to gold and we use it in the commodity or in the bullion. And we do use typically ETFs to get that allocation, but we actually use it as an investment in our more aggressive portfolios using the gold stocks. This is an interesting point uh, that I'll share with you and the listeners, Bogey, is that typically when gold goes up, and we could talk about the price of a gold here in a second, but typically when the price of gold goes up 10%, the price of gold stocks goes up two or three to one or 20 to 30%, right? So when you're trying to take advantage of what you think is an upward move in gold, certainly the commodity itself would be one option. But if you can buy the stocks that mine the gold, if you will, you can typically get two to three times the return that you would of the price. Do you follow me with a little little leverage there, right? Mm -hmm. Now, okay, what's the catch, Dewey? Well, the catch is on the way down. So if gold does go down, the gold bullion may not even go down. It might go down again at a unit of one to one, but the gold stocks may then go down one and a half to one, maybe two to one. So there is a little bit more risk on the downside, but on the upside or in a traditional allocation, we a lot of times prefer the gold mining uh, stocks as opposed to bullion. 
Hi, this is Dewey Steffen, CEO of Great Lakes Wealth. Are you interested in investing but aren't sure where to start? At Great Lakes Wealth, our mission is to provide Wall Street solutions with Main Street values to our clients and the communities we serve. We offer a qualified, experienced, and dedicated team to each and every client. We work with conservative, moderate, and aggressive investors and strive to help them reach their financial goals. So if you have at least $100,000 to invest, please visit our website at www.greatlakeswealth.us or call me, Dewey Steffen, at 248-378-1200 to learn more. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. How do you know the difference between what to you know invest in and what not? I mean, I, I can't imagine. I'm sure you got CNBC on your TV all day, you know, in the office, you know, you're doing everything, you know, these wonderful investments for your clients and all that. But I can't imagine you're you know picking up the phone and dialing that one eight hundred number because you got to get some gold coins or anything. How, how do you know what is something you know positive, something you should do, and something maybe you should stay away from? So it depends on what you're trying to. And accomplish. that's complicated. Well, yeah. yeah. So again, with gold, right? There's a couple different costs. There's the co- there's a cost to go buy it. Let's just say there's a shop on the corner that you can go buy your gold at, right? And you're going to go buy, you know, uh, an ounce of gold for eighteen hundred dollars, right? So you go in there and you're like, I like an ounce of gold. And today's spot price. There's another word, spot price, meaning the price right now, right? Eighteen hundred dollars. Boom. I would like to buy an ounce of gold. Great. Well, I'm going to charge you a commission. So it's anywhere from one to five percent, you know, for the commission. And then if it's a gold bar, you know, you got to decide, are you going to, you know, you know, gold bars more than an ounce, but if you're going to get enough gold, where are you going to store it? So you have to pay to have your gold stored and whether it's in a vault or in the basement and there's risk of theft. And so it's, it's not, you know, the, the, tra- the tra- transferability of it, all those things could kind of make it somewhat complicated. Do you follow me, mm-hmm, Bogey? Sure. Okay. So if it's a gold coin, you got one in your pocket, you know, that, uh, Just grand- carry it with you all the time. Great grandpa Bogey gave <laughs> you know, that's he's easy. a big coin collector. How well, did you know you that? You should have him give you a gold coin every time you see him. You know what I mean? <laughs> to say, hey, Pops, can I get a coin from you? But so with that, again, there's a cost on top of just the spot price or what you see. And that is something that needs to be you know, dealt with, if you will. So when you're talking about an investment portfolio and you're talking about a million dollar investment portfolio, and let's say you're going to put 10% in, in gold, right? That's $100,000. So now all of a sudden you're going to have to go get $100,000 of gold and then decide, are you going to get bullion? Are you going to get coins? Are you going to get you know ETFs? And uh, are you going to get, I didn't even get into this yet, but you can get gold in different currencies, if you will, right? You can get gold that's uh, denominated in other currencies besides US dollars. Here in America, it's known as the American Eagle. You have uh, the South African Cougarand. You've probably heard the, the, the word Cougarand before, right? You have uh, the Canadian Maple leaf. You're familiar? So those are just different terms. And that another topic for another day. But again, that's hedging <laughs> against the dollar or hedging against different currencies by having the gold in those local terms. I know we're getting complicated fast. So, I'm just glad you're the one that handles it. So okay. I don't have to think about any of this so, stuff. <laughs> so, right. So back to the basics of how we do it here. Again, if you and I, and I mean this with all sincerity to our listeners, if you are really worried about a doomsday scenario and there's different scenarios that are doomsday, but in any of your doomsday scenarios, then you actually want to you want to take a possession of your gold. You want to have the actual gold, right? And 
quote unquote, put it in your basement and all that fun stuff. But most of us that just want to use it as an investment and we may hold it forever, but we really don't think we need to take delivery of our gold. We don't need to have it in our basement. We just want to hold it as a hedge, right? Then you might just have it as a certificate. The gold is held somewhere and you just have a piece of paper that says, Hey, I, you know, this gold is mine, but if things go, you know, to that place, we don't want it to go. If it's the end of the world, as we know it, that piece of paper, you go get your gold. Someone else took it. Right. And you, where's my gold? And so <laughs> we don't believe that in that scenario at this juncture, we have to take possession of gold for our clients. So we'll use these things called, you know, commodity ETFs. We'll buy gold via the more uh, transactional methods. And then again, even besides that, we currently for our investors are even using more gold mining stocks and gold mining ETFs, trying to actually get a little bit of leverage uh, during this current uh, environment. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I, I might be misremembering. I'm almost positive there was an episode of uh, MTV Cribs back in the day, and I think it was President Trump who had a gold-plated apartment in his Trump Tower in New York City. I think I could be wrong about that, but that's got to be one hell of an expensive uh, you know, investment right there. So I was actually going to reference that when I was talking about <laughs> your kitchen and your counter being laden in So gold. you were thinking the same thing I was. I was, but I didn't want to get anywhere near politics or no, not at all. personal. So I just decided <laughs> to go from you know, the Trump uh, uh, residence in New York City from that episode. I went to the bogey mansion you know, in uh, Metro Detroit. I, I would just be petrified. Yeah. You know, like if you're gold is everywhere, you know, like you said, you don't want to scratch it. You don't want to, you know, affect it or anything like that. But unbelievable. I remember that episode like it was yesterday. Hilarious. Again, it's not a, not as an investment. There's value there for yeah. sure. Right. But, um, you know, people um, will gold plate their cars. I mean, again, it's a status symbol as much as anything else. As we kidded earlier about gold chains, there's value in those for sure. They're worth something. Right. Those thick chains. 24 karat gold they're not just costume jewelry they're an investment and they're there for status different scenario than what we do here at great lakes wealth and investing but absolutely in the world of gold and guess what if you bought that gold necklace and gold was you know a thousand an ounce and now it's 1800 an ounce it doesn't weigh anymore it's still the same weight that it was but it's 80 percent more you know more valuable so talking about the uh, appreciation of gold gold i think was something like 700 an ounce back in 2009 if i'm not mistaken here we are in 2020 11 years later and as i said earlier it just passed 1800 an ounce so you've got you know more than a double of your money in the last 10 years. It certainly went up to 1900 an ounce in 2012. Again, devaluations of currencies and inflation fears and hedges against all kinds of you know issues that were there in 2009 and, and beyond. But so 2012, 2011, 12-ish, it went from 1900 an ounce was the high back down to 1100 an ounce. So as the stock market was actually taken off in the the 20 teens, gold prices were coming down. We said earlier about it being non-correlated sometimes, which non-correlated, again, for our listeners means that it just beats to its own drummer relative to the other thing we're talking about. So if we're talking about stocks and if stocks go up, gold goes down, that's actually inversely correlated. 
Bogey, you follow me that? Yeah, they're absolutely. They're opposite. Mm-hmm. So sometimes all investments have periods of just, you know, they're actually correlated to one. What does that mean, Bogey? Correlated, correlated to one. Correlated to one. If gold and the stock market are correlated to one, what does that mean to you? I, I, I don't know. Okay, it means that they go up together and down together. They're correlated. Uh, 100% they're the, correlated. They're on the same line. Yeah, okay, right? I and, got you. And that could be arbitrary or there could be some specific reasons. Now, let's go back and see if you're paying attention. If it's inversely correlated, if gold and uh, stock market is inversely correlated, what does that mean? That would mean if one goes up, the other goes down. Ding, ding, and ding. Vice versa. Ring the bell. You got that right. Gold star. How about that? <laughs> we can throw that in there. A little gold star for my man Bogey. So the third one would be not uncorrelated or uncorrelated, what would that tell you about gold and the stock market if they're uncorrelated and non-correlated? That it would be hard to know what they're going to do, essentially. Another gold star. Maybe a silver <laughs> star, just because they're impossible little, to track know, almost kind they of just thing. They're yeah. doing their own thing. And there's, okay. there's no correlation, and there, again, there's no rhyme or reason. There's another, I guess, uh, loose cliche up there for the <laughs> listeners. But right, so right now, gold is going up and appreciating. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to reference a report from Bank of Amer- America Merrill Lynch that when gold was uh, maybe just a month ago, month two months ago, Merrill Lynch came out with a report that said gold was around 1700 an ounce at the time and they said in a, a certain circumstance they can see gold going to over 3000 an ounce by the next spring or summer right so if i told you that and it's 1800 an ounce now and it's going to go to 3000 an ounce let's just round at 2000 to 3000 or 1800 you know to 2900 let's just kind of make the numbers run that's about a 50% increase do you follow me it's huge yeah perfect right absolutely and in any of that did i say anything about the stock market in any of that, no. did I say anything about the real estate market? No. Did I say anything about bond market? Did I say anything about anything? The tea in China? Did I say anything about anything? <laughs> no. No. So in that regard, in a vacuum, that would just be a good investment on its own if you read the report and you believe what they say and what they say is accurate. Fair enough? Absolutely. Okay. So they could be dead wrong, and so the market may go down. If you put all your money in there, which we're not you know, recommending in this podcast that any listeners do at all. But at the same time, if you have a diversified portfolio, some stocks, some bonds, some cash, some gold, some non-correlated, some inversely correlated um, investments. And we'll talk about, you know, collectibles or alternative investments, you know, like wine and art and whatever else, like, you know, sports memorabilia is coming up. But all that to say that there's, again, a lot of reasons to consider gold right here right now well i love that and by the way you can uh hold on to those gold stars and store them for me just give me a certificate okay and i'll hold on to the certificate but i'm yes. going to come for you if the world ends all right yes. i'm going to need that gold yes uh you had the perfect transition once again um because we do have to get to just just briefly we're both sports guys we both obviously grew up collecting a bunch of different things and maybe we can in a future episode get into you know real estate investing you mentioned the wine you mentioned other things you know but the, the sports collectibles and all that, it really does, it, it catches my eye because you hear stories all the time about, you know, unfortunately somebody passing away or, you know, somebody passing on this box of baseball cards or hockey cards, you know, or whatever. Is there actually value and I, I don't want to say big money, but, you know, should you be paying attention, you know, to some of those things if you are, uh, if you did collect them or you knew somebody that did? As a friend of mine likes to say, of course. (laughs) 
<laughs> okay. So yes, but again, I'm not an expert on collectibles yeah. at all. But I'm going to turn it back to you. If you have, you know, the I don't know the Mickey Mantle rookie card or the Ty Cobb rookie card in mint condition, I'm going to assume that's worth uh, a little bit of gold. You know what I'm saying? It's a little <laughs> bit of ka-ching, ka-ching. So that to say that yes, if you have, you know, my rookie card, I guess. That might be worthless, right? But so yes, absolutely. But it depends on the circumstance, and again, way beyond you know anything I'm familiar with. But maybe you are in terms of um, not only you know players' cards, but we certainly know that these uh, professional athletes um, autograph their jerseys, they autograph shoes. I have a few you know pieces of memorabilia in my uh, my man cave. Yeah, I was gonna say I've been to Casa de uh, de Dewey, and uh, there's a few nice uh, pieces in there. We go by last name, so it is known. <laughs> Uh, affectionately as Casa del Stefan. Uh, but thank you, yes. I didn't and see any gold uh, gold bars, though. You know, you must keep those hidden somewhere. I don't have it. You, you will never see those, okay, Bogey? Uh, maybe one time I'll get, you, I'll get you a tour of that of that part of the house. But, um, right, so it's they're fun to have. The collectibles that I have, I don't even know if they are collectibles, frankly. They're just uh, memorabilia. I guess mm-hmm. that's the way to talk about it. So the value, I guess I would, you know, add, if you have any um, color in terms of what things are worth, what they aren't worth, this and that. And on the same, you know, question, taking it further, I'm curious about, you know, collegiate athletes and their autographs and the whole big, maybe we talk, let's start, go subject by subject of current memorabilia, but then the future ideas of, you know, um, athletes, the, you know, amateur athletes, collegiate athletes signing their names and if they should be paid, you know, what do you think about that? Well, why shouldn't they be, you know? I, to me, they're they're in they're the free market, you know. Why why can other college students go out and potentially sign something and be paid to do it, uh, you know? But these football players, basketball players, you know, whatever it may be, no, 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 they're not allowed to make a buck or make a couple of hundred bucks, you know, or something like that. They should absolutely, you know, be allowed to do so, and they're going to be now, you know, moving forward. So. I think it's a good move for college football, despite guys like Dabo Sweeney who say, oh, no, these players could never be paid. You know, the integrity of the game. Please, it'd be fine. It's not a big deal at all. Okay. That says that, right? Or that, uh, what is that? I do? think so. The only thing that you worry about is you get all these, you know, older guys that want to get the autographs and then they want to go on the the market or put it out on Facebook Marketplace or wherever and sell it. Hey, autographed, you know, Trevor Lawrence jersey for, you know, $1,000. And they're making the money, not necessarily the student athlete. But I, I've always been fascinated. You know, I have some, you know, pieces of memorabilia and whatnot, nothing overly valuable. I just wonder how you go about authenticating it and keeping it, you know, in tip top shape. And, you know, do you get a certificate, you know, that says, hey, this was authenticated by so-and-so, you know, that I guess uh, I don't understand. To me, you keep that stuff for sentimental value. If you stumble into, like you talked about a big rookie card that is worth 15 grand, hey, you know what? Good for you. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah, I, I my you know my background with it is um, just going to you know whether it's charity golf outings or just to events where they have these um, auctions. You know the silent auction where you just go and write your number down and try to bid on something. And so there were you know different autographed balls or autographed you know pictures. And so I'd put my name down just to help the organization. And it'd be kind of cool just because it might have been a hero of mine or this and that. And so same thing. I think when I first started doing it. There were no certificates and there were no authentications. And I don't think people had even understood that that was something to make sure that it wasn't, you know, a a fraud or a phony. Right. But uh, the last few that um, I bid on and, you know, signed to, to, to auction for 
they had the certificates. They had a hologram, maybe even with it. And then I'm like, oh wait a second, well, what about all these other old ones? <laughs> and again, I don't think I'll ever turn around and sell them. That's kind of cool. Again, when you come to Casa del Stefan to uh, you know walk the wall and see what's there. And I will tell anybody who's listening, you know, I'm missing a uh, Bo Schembechler. I've got some other of my Michigan great coaches, but I am missing a Bo Schembechler. So I'm going to try to find myself an autographed Bo Schembechler uh, uh, picture or. Uh, item of memorabilia, and uh, hopefully it doesn't cost me fifteen thousand bucks. So, so if you have one of those uh, signed, uh, you know, Bo Schembechler uh, memorabilia, please email Dewey, um, <laughs> and, and he'll get in touch with you about getting uh, on top of that. All right, well. Uh, episode eight of the What Do We Do podcast. I think we covered uh, a gamut of things. Honestly, I thought you could have talked about gold uh, for about an hour. Incredibly informative. Um, I learned a ton of things. And uh, by the way, I'm still expecting that certificate. Uh, so please, before we leave, make sure you get that to me. I want those uh, gold bars, or at least to collect them if I ever have to. But uh, that'll do it. Please uh, subscribe, download, share, follow uh, all of uh, the social channels, the What Do We Do podcast, Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Great Lakes Wealth. Dewey, always uh, a fun, informative time. Feel like I'm learning a, a great deal. As always, we're here with Wall Street Solutions, Main Street Values. We want you to do your work, be thoughtful, and enjoy the rest of your day. Opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.